Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com. You can find it there or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Now, don't worry. Uh, the uh, the crew is still here. Edmund Garcia, Justin Cooper, Roberto, they are still here. But Ben Maller, a much-deserved vacation. So he will be back, I believe, on Monday. But as of right now, we're going to take you all the way up until 6 a.m. Eastern time here on Fox Sports Radio. And let's go ahead and let's get into – and I'm not accusing anybody of this – I'm not trying to say that anybody is for sure doing this, but I at least want to present another thought, another motive to what we are seeing in the NFL and a storyline that came out in the NFL on Thursday, or excuse me, on Wednesday. So I'll set this up by just sort of breaking down how people behave in certain times, certain moments in their life. Some people like to shoot first if they know they're about to get the ax. Right. If you found out, and and I'm not saying I do this, I'm not saying uh, this is my method, but I've known people that do this. I've talked to people that think this is the better approach. If you feel like 
you're about to get fired or uh, they'll give a coach an opportunity like, hey, we can either fire you or you can step down. A lot of people, and you'll see this in sports, would rather resign than get fired. Now, if there's something financially that's beneficial because of it, then that's one thing. But it also is done because you can kind of change the narrative. And so sometimes people want to get ahead of certain narratives. Uh, if you found out that you know you, uh, you were going to get dumped and they were ready to break up with you, to kind of change the narrative moving forward to tell all your friends, you would make the move first if you knew it was a lost cause because at least that way you could walk away from him and say, no, 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 that was my choice. I wanted to get away from it. I'm the one who chose to resign. I'm the one who chose not to be in that relationship anymore. That's how you change the narrative. You can shoot first if you know something is coming down the road, and you can get ahead of it. So I'm not saying that that's absolutely what is happening in the NFL. I'm not saying that. I'm not trying to accuse anybody of doing that, okay? But it's at least something to question. It's at least something to ponder or consider. The Baltimore Ravens sent an email to season ticket holders on Wednesday letting them know that they are limiting attendance to less than 14,000 people due to safety protocols because of COVID-19. Now, where the Ravens play, that stadium holds a little over 71,000. So the Baltimore Ravens, on Wednesday, in early July, have now sent out the notice it is going to be 14,000 people. That is the capacity we're going to have in the stadium. Okay? Now again, not trying to make any accusations. Not trying to say that there's something that's not right about all that. Not trying to say that they aren't taking this all very seriously. Some other teams have made similar announcements. The Kansas City Chiefs just gave Patrick Mahomes $500 million and then announced on Wednesday to their fans, hey, so we're probably not going to have a capacity crowd. The Green Bay Packers have said as such. Uh, I believe the Panthers, the Dolphins have come out publicly and said it. The Patriots are giving season ticket holders the right to, to forego this season and then still keep their place and still keep their tickets for 2021 so i'm not saying that this isn't a real thing okay but i at least think it is worth and if nobody else wants to do this because they're afraid they might get a little bit of pushback allow me to be the one to sort of throw out what could possibly be considered a little bit of a conspiracy okay just let me throw this out there what if the ravens and other teams are quote-unquote limiting capacity at games because they're concerned they couldn't fill that stadium up anyways this year. Maybe they're trying to get ahead of the narrative. Do you think it's the craziest thought in the world, the craziest notion in the world, that some of these teams have gone so public and reached out to make it be known that they're limiting capacity in these stadiums? Because they see it as an opportunity to look like they're doing it to help their fans. They're doing it with safety first in mind. But the reality is they probably couldn't fill up these stadiums anyways. And you may say, well, no, come on. I mean, it's the Baltimore Ravens. They're one of the best teams in the NFL. They got Lamar Jackson, MVP, exciting team. They would have no problem filling up that stadium. Oh, yeah? <laughs> you think so, huh? Even if some teams and even if every team we're allowed to have full stadiums this year. Do you think everybody's just going to be running back to the gates, ready to go in there and sit side-by-side side with each other to go watch football? 
Like, do you actually think that would happen? Because I don't. And I'm bit, I've been the most optimistic person when it comes to the NFL and starting on time and college football and all of that. But let's be honest here. If you walk into a supermarket for 12 seconds without a mask on and somebody has a cart less than six feet away from you, they look like, at, at you like you're, you've got bombs strapped to you. Nobody wants to be that close to anybody. Nobody, I mean, people are terrified. You, you, you like walk past somebody and you have a mask on and people are looking around like, oh my God, no, 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 no. I mean, never mind the fact that we've been told, all right, if you're outside, it's better for the coronavirus and all that. But I actually think that they would have a real tough time, even if stadiums were allowed to be at capacity, filling up these stadiums anyways this year. I still think there's a, a fear. I think people are worried about it. And I don't think they would have I don't I really honest to God don't think that NFL attendance would be as high as it usually is based on what's happening this year. And this is an opportunity for NFL teams to get in front of it. To say, no, 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 this is our choice. No, 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 no. It's it's I mean it's not that nobody's showing up. This is our choice. I mean, who wants to go sit at a stadium? When you're terrified that somebody's going to walk by you in a shopping mall. Or you're seeing all the shutdowns or the spikes in cases. We keep seeing new reports of all these different cases that are popping up. How many people actually want to go sign up for that? And I got news for you. The season is two months away. Are we really certain things are going to change that much in two months that it's going to get people off the ledge of panic that they're in 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 certain markets around the country? I don't think so. I don't think NFL teams are going to be able to fill up stadiums this year. And so I wonder if part of this tactic was for NFL teams to get ahead of the narrative, to make it look like the good guys, to make it look like they're all about safety first, to, to ensure that their season would start on time so they can dominate the fall like usual, but, you know, maybe we make a little bit of a concession. Hey, you know what? But, but we want to be safe. You know, we understand we're putting our players at risks and all that, but we want to be safe. We want you to know that we care about you, so it's going to be limited capacity. We don't want to put you guys in danger. Come on, we, we, that's the last thing we want to do to you. Don't worry about it. Open the entire stadium up. I'll bet you you can't fill it anyways. But this is how you get ahead of the story. This is how you make it seem like there's another mode. There's something more here. We, you know, we're, This is all about protocol. This is all about we're listening to all the guidelines. We're playing it safe here. We're being smart about this. And so NFL teams can give you the impression that they care about you. Bottom line is, if they got the clearance or felt good enough that you were going to show up to these games and they were going to have no issue selling out these stadiums, I think you'd have a different response from NFL teams. I truly do. Now, I'm not saying, again, that this is 100% fact. This is speculating here on Sports Talk Radio, but that's more fun than reading a box score. Let's be honest about it. And it sounds more fun than just reading a bunch of numbers that you can do, and you can hear that in a lot of places. But I think there is an ulterior motive for NFL owners. And I think NFL teams, when they come out and they tell you ahead of time, we are limiting the capacity here. Okay, is it that or you just aren't sure you can actually fill this place up? Like when you, when you go to a bar and they've got certain places shut off and it's like, all right, you know, that's our, that's our fine dining area. You know, we're, we, we've got that set aside for special occasions. No, you don't. 
you got that set aside, and if somebody wanted to sit there, they'd be sitting there. You just can't fill this bad boy up. Like, why do you think certain teams put tarps on on certain seats? Well, you know, the sight lines aren't good there. You know, we're not really sure about, you know, whether or not you can see the field cleanly from there. My ass, if somebody wanted to pay money for those tickets or those seats, you don't care what's in front of them. A space shuttle could take off in front of them. You don't care as long as you're selling the tickets. Ever go to an old bar, a ballpark? Go to Wrigley Field. Wrigley Field sells seats to where you have to look around some of the poles behind home plate because you can't even see the scoreboard. They sell those tickets. So this isn't about you. This is about them giving the impression that it's about you. That's what I think is happening here. I mean, who wants to be packed in a stadium in the middle of a pandemic when you see all these cases that are spiking? Sometimes people just want to get ahead of the narrative and they want to give you the impression they're doing it on their terms when the fact of the matter is it's been taken out of their hands. They're trying to give the impression that they have full control over the situation. They don't. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, we will dive into, we have got a couple of different things that are happening on the show tonight. All right, number one, we are going to have, uh, before we dive into uh, defending somebody in the world of football here, we are going to have Ask Ass Clown. All right, so that is something, uh, normally you guys do something called Ask Ben. Uh, I filled in a couple of years ago, and somebody said, hey, since Jonas is filling in, instead of Ask Ben, how about Ask Ass Clown? So you can ask me or the crew anything you want. We will get into that next hour here on Fox Sports Radio. We also have a poll question going on on the subject of team names. If Eddie Garcia owned a hockey team in Hawaii, should they be called the Honolulu Garcias, all right? At the Jonas Knox on Twitter, you can vote on that poll question. At the Jonas Knox on Twitter, if Eddie Garcia owned a hockey team in Hawaii, should the name be the Honolulu Garcias? All right, so we will get to all of that uh, here on Fox Sports Radio, and we will have a final result Later on in the show, Eddie Garcia can't stand it, but we will have that result coming up here uh, later on. All right, so let's get into this. I have something that I call the O'Doul's beer theory. All right. Now, I call it the O'Doul's beer theory because I think that people are full of crap. All right. I think that people are full of crap. And I've always wanted to do this thing to where if you throw a party and you have a keg, make the keg O'Doul's non alcoholic. Okay. Make it non alcoholic beer because I want to see how many people are lying about how drunk they actually are. 
All right. That that is because I don't think people can actually tell the difference, but I think people act a certain way and they want to give the presentation of something because it's not really all that true. It looks like beer. They're drinking beer. But if you actually did a little bit of digging, you realize oh, they're full of crap. It's not alcoholic. This isn't actually real. All right. Same thing with headlines on social media. Most people just look at the headlines. You could put something completely different behind the wall of the headline and they would have no idea because they never even click on it. Have no idea. I, you could make a headline to FoxSportsRadio.com that says Jonas Knox rips in to Ben Maller, his coworker. And majority, and all you would have to do is put a quote up, and majority of people wouldn't actually click to hear the audio. They would just see the quote and just run with the quote. Because if you actually clicked on the audio, you could make it something completely different. Make it O'Doul's and not actual beer and put something completely different and people would never know because they would never click on it. And that happens way too much to where you'll see a quote and everybody just attacks a portion of the quote and don't actually do the time and and research what was actually said and in the context that it was said, they're just going to go with it. All right. Oh, man, I'm so no, no, no. Like there's more to it. Like it's not actually beer. It's not alcoholic. All right? That's not actually what was said in the audio. You just didn't click past the headline and the quote to actually find out for yourself. And it happens all the time. Jim Harbaugh, the head coach of Michigan, is getting heat because of quotes that circulated on social media. These are the quotes that circulated on social media. COVID is part of our society. It wasn't caused by football or caused by sports. There's no expert view right now that I'm aware of that sports is going to make that worse. Right? That's what people ran with. They ran with just that quote. So when you see just that quote, it appears that Jim Harbaugh just hasn't been reading the news and he doesn't know what's going on. And he like he's aloof and it's all about football and that's all he cares about and blah, 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 blah. And then you actually hear more of what he had to say and how he said it. And this was Jim Harbaugh earlier on Wednesday. If it comes to a point in time where, you know, we can't play, you know, it's obvious, it's clear, then everybody would be reasonable and, and know that that was the right thing to do. But, you know, COVID is, is part of our society. It wasn't caused by football or caused by sports. You know, there's you know, no expert view right now that I, I'm aware of. These kids have to do the same thing. You know, they, they've got to go to school. They're been training their whole lives for the opportunity to play their, to play their sport. And that's my view with the knowledge that we have. It would be my responsibility, our responsibility, and the, and the player's responsibility also, you know, keep themselves safe and also, you know, get the schooling and the training that they need. God, that sounds a lot different than the actual quote that made the rounds. Huh. It's amazing how that works. How the, God, that's amazing how that works. Huh. So what he's saying is that, you know, if things really weren't safe, then of course we wouldn't play. But we feel like we can do a good enough job to keep these kids safe and they want to play and kids have to go to school. He also went on later on, but these, of course, these didn't make the rounds. He also went later on and talked about how you've got to really learn to deal with this thing. You know, you've got to, you've got to really, these kids have trained their whole lives. All right. You've got it. You've got, we have to deal with it. We're going to have to deal with this stuff. You know who else also said this? Adam Silver. Adam Silver said the same thing. He said, we're going to have to learn to live with this. All right. We can't just keep running. We're going to have to learn to live with this. The PGA Tour commissioner, after not shutting down an event, 
The PGA Tour commissioner, after a couple of positive tests, said, we have to learn to live with it. It's not ideal, but it's just real. That's how we're approaching this. The UFC, all of these teams, all of these commissioners, all of these decision makers, Jim Harbaugh basically echoing their sentiments are all saying the same thing, and they're right. At some point, you can't just keep kicking the can down the road. Ah, we'll start the season up then. And, you know, we'll do this back then. And don't worry, we'll push it back to then. And you, at some point, you have to just say, all right, there are risks. We are all running the risk. We can make this as safe as possible. But instead of us focusing on the tragic thing that could happen, why don't we focus on what we're going to do to ensure that if there is a positive test, that we have the right actions to take to make sure nothing poor or bad happens beyond that approach. Like, why don't we just take that? Instead of just, instead of focusing on just the problem, all right, instead of focusing on just what the issue is and the risk, why don't we focus on the idea that, look, this is part of it. There's not going to be a vaccine in time. And let's go ahead and let's attack this thing Let's figure out a plan, and let's go from there. But people didn't want to present that. No, they only wanted to, to nitpick that one little quote to make it seem like Jim Harbaugh was so obtuse with whatever was going on, when in reality, he had much more to say that made a ton of sense. He's got a daughter that goes to Michigan. He said, listen, my daughter goes here. I'm, I feel safe. I feel comfortable. He said in the beginning of the quote that was obviously wasn't included in these quotes that made the rounds on social media, yeah, if something got out of control, of course, we would all shut it down. But if we feel like we've got enough of a handle on the situation that nothing tragic is going to happen, then why not get this thing together? These players have been working their, all their lives for this stuff. And this may seem like he's got the wrong uh, interest at mind and he's not thinking big picture, but when he talks to his players and, and his players to a man all say, we want to play. Like, if, even if there's no fans, we want to play. You can test, you can put stuff in, you can, but at some point or another, we all have to understand that there's a chance that uncomfortable things are going to happen, that bad things are going to happen. This isn't like the computer science professor at Illinois who does an, uh, an article with Dennis Dodd of CBSSports.com and guarantees that kids are going to die. All right? He guarantees that kids are going to die if they resume college football. Man, how the hell do you know? How the hell do you know? Like We, we still don't know enough about this thing as it's happening. Like we have no idea, and it feels like the conversation is constantly changing. Yeah, but this could have long-term effects on your lungs. Yeah? Where's the proof? If it just got here, we have no long-term evidence of what it's going to look like long-term. So where's the proof? Like, no, but, like We don't know enough. You can only be as safe as possible. You can only put in enough sanitizer stations, keep social distancing, having them wear masks. Oh, by the way, Jim Harbaugh also talked about that, how they are following all the protocols. Masks, like following them all, right? So this isn't Jim Harbaugh just being reckless and only thinking about football. He's being a realist. He's having a real conversation that a lot of people are having in which they're saying, hey, man, I'm going to wear a mask. I'm going to social distance. 
uh, keep social distancing in mind. Uh, I'm going to uh, to make sure that I have you know dotted the I's and crossed the T's. I'm going to put myself in the best position to not do anything reckless and dangerous. But that doesn't mean that nothing is going to happen. And as you've seen around the world of sports, guys are going to test positive. But instead of just focusing on the positive tests, can we at least talk about what the next step is? Can we at least talk about actually doing what Jim Harbaugh is saying and Adam Silver and the PGA Tour Commissioner and others, Dana White, and that's actually living with this, learning to live with it and deal with it, and then taking that approach. Because this whole uh, sitting around in fear, biting our nails, going, oh, my God, you can't do this, you can't do that, we got to shut it all down. Man, I've said this for for weeks and weeks now. I'm not going to live in fear. I would rather live cautious. All right, so I'll be cautious and understanding, but I'd rather proceed like that than proceed with fear. And all Jim Harbaugh was doing is having a real conversation that real people are having uh, having these discussions with. These these are real things that are being talked about in the world of sports. Jim Harbaugh is the latest to do it, but of course, he gets bludgeoned for it because they only put up one portion of the quote and not the entire quote that Jim Harbaugh had to say Wednesday during a Zoom call. Of course. But again, welcome to Oduls. Welcome to uh, not actually reading past the headline and just running with the headline. We don't actually want to do our research here. Unfortunately, we saved the sound here at Fox Sports Radio, so now you actually got the full story. Jonas Knox here on FSR from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, Get me on Twitter, at the Jonas Knox, in for Ben Maller here on Fox Sports Radio. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome in the great and powerful and the well-respected, especially when Ben's not here. Edmund Garcia. Well, thank you, Jonas. And I, I will have to say I've been educated by some of our listeners on Twitter because you had an idea uh, that you mentioned about this uh, fictitious hockey team and naming them the Honolulu Garcias. And I said, that's absurd. sounds ridiculous. However, it is uh, it has happened before. And there is an NFL team that basically this is what happened. Uh, the Cleveland Browns. See? Were named after <laughs> Paul Brown. Yeah, who founded you. the team. So that actually not only did it happen, there's still a team right now that is named after a guy. I'm telling you, the Washington Snyders. If Dan Snyder has got a a heel wrestler bone in his body, he would go Washington Snyders because it would be it's the only way he can keep his defiance and still make everybody happy who don't like the current name. And and his mascot, his logo would just be him, but I mean, you know, cut out of granite. I just yoked. I just just basically Daniel Snyder on steroids. I'm telling you, that's the only way he can do it. And and if he does do it, Eddie, we've got ta- we've got. Uh, you know how many people would be offended by that? First of all, and and we would have topics here on Sports Talk Radio for the next six months if he did that. I'm telling you, makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, I would be. Uh, I'm not a Redskins fan, so I mean. I, I would hate that if that were my team, but, uh, but I would, as, as someone who doesn't care, I would be that would be fantastic. Uh, okay, would you? Okay, you're a Steeler fan. If the yeah, Steelers, the yeah. okay, yeah, if they change, the, if the Steelers change their name, all right, let's just, and then you got to think about legendary Steelers. So if the Steelers change their name to the Tomzacks, all right, no, so they, no, if they went no, to the no, Pittsburgh no. Tomzacks, don't all right? no, see now you're going, right, you're taking uh, it too far. <laughs> just okay, what if they went to the? Um, if they honestly though, seriously, if they named them the Roonies, if they named them the Pittsburgh Roonies, 
I don't think a lot of people would have a big problem with that under those unique circumstances where one family has owned the team its entire existence. I don't know what what the circumstances would be where they would drop Steelers, maybe because the steel industry is not really a thing in Pittsburgh anymore. <laughs> but then again, we've got the Lakers and the Dodgers and all kinds of crazy stuff, so who cares? But that, that would actually, I don't think that would be uh, met with a lot of resistance. Okay, would you stop rooting for them? Uh, no, I don't think I would. Yeah. I, like, you know, it, it's just they, they, they change names. Like, and here's this is I've always thought about this, too. How many Browns fans do you think followed them to Baltimore? Because, like, there's this notion that, like, once they left uh, Cleveland and they went to Baltimore, that they were dead to the city of Cleveland. They hated I don't think Art anyone. But I don't think there's one person that said, yeah, I'm going to stick with them. I'll, I'll bet there is. I, I, I'd, I really, I'd love to talk to that person. I, but but it, maybe it's somebody who didn't live in Cleveland who was a Browns fan elsewhere who just said, well, I don't live in Cleveland, so I'm just going to follow them where they are. And let me tell you something. That was the greatest decision they've ever made uh, because they've gotten a couple of Super Bowls out of it and the organization is completely turned around. Or they could be on the sinking ship that is the Cleveland Browns and just ride out whatever happened to the Browns after that. I'm telling you, there is somebody somewhere who followed the Cleveland Browns to Baltimore. All right. And and listen, the Eddie. The only way that happened is if they already lived in Baltimore and they were Browns fans and then now they could see the team like, you know, uh, they could buy tickets and, and that maybe, maybe that's that's the only thing I can see. Yeah, I just uh, I, I th- man, the Washington Snyders, if he does it, I mean, what a ballsy move. The balls on Daniel Snyder if he were to take that approach. But I mean, Eddie, uh, that's I mean, that's really just the the, you know, appetizer to this whole portion here, because uh, the poll question is up. If Eddie Garcia owned a hockey team in Hawaii, should the name be the Honolulu Garcias? Fifty six percent of the vote says yes. All right, so this has still got a couple of hours left in the process here on Fox Sports Radio. But, Eddie, it's looking good for the uh, Honolulu Garcias here for you. I'm telling you, man. Well, it's not an overwhelming landslide majority. I, I mean, yeah, but, I mean, listen, it, it's looking looking promising. At the Jonas Knox on Twitter, if you want to have an impact on this vote, uh, Eddie Garcia and the Honolulu Garcias. By the way, for those of you wondering, well, why can't you give, like, a, a second option? Well, Roberto did. Uh, Roberto chimed in earlier. Roberto, what was your option for uh, the hockey team in Honolulu? The Hawaiian Mexicans. Yeah, there's that. Uh, so that's uh, that's the other option. So if you prefer the Hawaiian Mexicans over the Honolulu Racist. Garcias. Yeah. I, I didn't come up with it. That's Roberto. All right, talk to Roberto. I'm, I'm picturing uh, the mascot being like a Mexican guy with a lay around his neck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I didn't even – see, I didn't even want to describe the mascot because it's yeah. such a sensitive time that I feel like somebody would get outraged by it. All right, and again, until Saturday, I don't feel totally comfortable doing it. Okay, I'm just saying, you know. Sat- after Saturday, you know, we can have that, that conversation, you know, the three of us. Coop can't be a part of it, but we can you know just us be sure to catch live editions of the ben maller show weekdays at 2 a.m eastern 11 p.m pacific mtv's official challenge podcast is back for another season and guess what so are we just in case you forgot i'm tori deal i'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion and i'm anisa ferrer and i've been gracing your screens for the last two decades I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. 
someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Justin Cooper, um, it is another edition of Ask Ask Clown. We've not done this in quite some time. So uh, so here we go. Uh, I can't imagine what these sick bastards have come up with via Twitter. What do we got, Coop? Now I know this this doesn't fit with ask ask clown and and you're not you're not filling in tomorrow right no I'm see not. so I just I have to read it today because otherwise it just will get lost forever in the internet somebody okay. submitted a lame joke which we usually do tomorrow but it, but it involves you Jonas so I just All have right. I have to read it that's good so uh, what did what did Ben Maller hear on the day that he got married what's that wedding bells uh, what will you hear on the day that you get married what's that Taco Bell's. <laughs> Oh, hey, Roberto. Hey, Roberto. Hey, Roberto. Listen, man, I don't, I don't condone that sort of stuff. You know? I mean, I don't. I, I Racist, never, man. Yeah, I I'm agree. Offended. That Damn was straight. That was from just Josh. You stay away from, stay away from our our people there, Coop. Don't mess with us. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, so over to over to ask ask clown. Um. This question's kind of. I'm gonna adjust this guy's question a little bit, Rob. <laughs> Rob, I am. Well, he asked what your top five wrestling announcers of all time, which I mean, oh Jesus, that's, yeah, that's kind of obscure. So let's just go with top five wrestlers. Oh man, okay. Uh, let me think about this. Um, Ravishing Rick Rude, number one. What? Never, yeah, number one. Ravishing Rick oh. Rude. I think he's hilarious. He's hilarious. Uh, Ravishing Rick Rude. Um, Psycho Sid is in there. Psycho Sid was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, Kane. Okay. Big fan of Kane. Nah. Um, <laughs> Did you just say whack? Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Whack. Um, gosh, who who else would be in the conversation? My name uh, is Razor Ramon. Uh, okay. You'll well, get your turn, Roberto. Uh, I'll go. I'll, uh, I'll go. Vince McMahon. Oh my God! You're he, now he, you're just trolling. Uh, yeah, no, no, he was a, he was a wrestler. No, Vince McMahon was a wrestler. Shut up. He was a, Vince McMahon's a great personality. Come on. Right. What, what well, no, mean? that's okay. That's fine. Um, that's, that's and fair. then and then let me. God, if I had to go one more. Um, Shawn Michaels. Yes. Yeah, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels is the best professional wrestler of all time. He's, he's I, I, awesome. And God and Ric Flair's in there too. That's a tough one. No. That that top five's a tough one. But yeah. Sexy boy. <laughs> was that I'm Eddie? Not your boy, boy. No, that was not me. Eddie. The pipes on uh, the heartbreak Garcia. Look at that. <laughs> uh, Eddie, do you have an answer? I, I I don't really, but I'll I'll play along. I mean, I was not big into wrestling, but um, I liked Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yes. Um, I I kind of liked the Undertaker. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. I I guess Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Um, how many is that? Three. <laughs> <laughs> you were you were better at the Jamal Crawford game. I, I kind of was. Oh, that's really sad. Um, let's see. Oh, um, oh, what was his name? Uh, Mick Foley. Yeah. Yeah, oh, man. Eddie's good. Eddie's, Eddie's picking you, Ed. all the all the I'm, all the good ones. I'm telling you. I, I mean, I'm picking the ones I know. I kind of know. I mean, um, I did not like 
Macho Man, Randy, Randy Macho Man Savage. I did, he annoyed me a lot. So oh, I, he, great the cream of the crop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Grab those glasses. Slip it to his limb, Jim. Nothing is nothing. Nothing is nothing. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know if I. I'm trying to think of somebody else. This is sad. What I about Jake, Jake the Snake Roberts, Eddie? Oh, yeah. Oh, that guy. What a train wreck yeah, that guy Jake was. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Come on. Uh, uh, Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant. Which is okay. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Right. <laughs> Roberto. Oh yeah, Andre the Giant. That's another one for me. Damn it. Number one all time is the NWO. Hollywood Hogan, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall. What, what, what is this, dude? We're, I thought this was all a cart. Coop, what are we doing here? Favorite wrestler? Now he's in, including groups? Like, like <laughs> it's the greatest. It's the greatest. This isn't fair. Well, I, mean, he, I mean, he's naming each individual person. Yeah. So I guess if that fills Bret Hart, baby. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Stone Cold. All right. <laughs> All right, this is uh this is pretty it's pretty easy for me. Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Undertaker, Mick Foley, Eddie Eddie named a lot of them. Uh Shawn Michaels and Goldust. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh what's a hey, uh Was uh, Goldust the gay one? Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. I sw- okay, hey, I I'm not even kidding you. Goldust had one of the best gimmicks. It was one of my favorite gimmicks because he made people feel so uncomfortable. Yeah. It was uh, it, he he was so good at it. Though. Val Venus. It was like if, it was like if Marilyn Manson was a, a professional was, wrestler. I, you, I, actually, now that you bring that up, I wonder if that was sort of the the idea behind it. Yeah, like, the, that, the inspiration. Why, yeah, I'm telling you. No. So did anybody? So. Okay, Bro- the so, Brooklyn Brawler. Yeah, the Brooklyn Paul Brawler. There's another one. <laughs> I, I, I thought Jeff Hardy was awesome. Yeah, Jeff Hardy is awesome. Val um, Venus. And then look, Bobby the Brain Heenan. I love Bobby the Brain Heenan. What a smart ass that guy was. <laughs> well, now that we've spent 15 minutes on, <laughs> right, yeah, on okay. one question. <laughs> All right, good. Uh, do you want to do one more? And then yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll do one we'll more go. just, just right. for you. Uh, okay. This is from Aussie Momentum. Uh, he wants to know, do you buy your own thumb rings and medium shirts, or do you wear your fiance <laughs> stuff? Well, f- first, first of all. I think all, it's both, probably. Okay, well, well for, first of all, um, there is there's certain brands that run a little big, and so when that's the case, you got to go small. So I mean, wear, I don't know how to tell you. You wear your ladies' chonies? Uh, yeah, I wear, yeah, I'm, yeah, call me Oscar De La Hoya. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, please. Um, by the way, so, uh, those are great when those pictures came out, Oscar De La Hoya's oh, yeah, in drag, and, and he, he tried to say they were photoshopped. Yeah. All right, man. <laughs> okay. Um, and then the thumb rings, if, if I ever go like on a trip and I'm, you know, I'm shopping for a new thumb ring, I'll get, I'll get a new thumb ring. But you know, uh, come Saturday, I'm going to have, you know, hopefully an actual ring on my finger. You know, if she doesn't bail before then. And then, uh, and then I have to move the thumb ring over to the other side, so it's not so uh, overloaded on one side, Eddie. You know, you got to even the uh, the jewelry out on the hands. I've worn one ring in my life. <laughs> it's the wedding ring. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. Saying. That's the list. Uh, does uh, uh, Coop? When are you getting married? That's a good question. Right after his girlfriend graduates from high school. That's oh right. man! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> 
Oh, okay, there it is. Uh, all right, uh, Jonas Knox in for Ben Maller here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, so, Coop, do we have more? Uh, another yeah. edition of uh, – okay, so we have got more. It is Ask Ask Clown at UH Bronco Fan. Last call for those. Hashtag Ask Ask Clown. More next year. Jonas Knox in for Ben Maller on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. A lot of rave reviews coming in, uh, Eddie, about uh, our discussion of favorite wrestlers of all time. Uh, that was part of the uh, first question of Ask Ask Clown here on Fox Sports Radio. Now we've got more from Justin Cooper, executive producer, on this edition of Ask Ask Clown here on FSR. All right, Jonas. Uh, this is for everybody. A, a quick one. This is from Manic Mike. Uh, baked potato, mashed potatoes, or au gratin potatoes? What is au gratin? What does that mean? R- really? Yeah. It's like thin sliced potatoes oh, with the, like yeah, baked the, in cheese. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I, I've had those. We we called them something different growing up. They weren't au gratin. That's too fancy for us. Uh, baked potato, mashed potatoes. Mm. I used to hate potatoes when I was younger. And if I ever have a oh cheap meal, I, if I ever have a cheap meal, man, I, mashed potatoes are so damn good. I haven't had a baked potato in years. I'll go mashed potatoes, garlic mashed potatoes. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, I, if I can go, you know, like the sour cream and chives and bacon bits and load it all up, I would go baked potato. But generally speaking, I would probably go mashed potatoes. And the Bob Evans uh, frozen mashed potatoes, you ever gotten those, Eddie, in the supermarket? They're made by I, Bob I have Evans, not. that breakfast chain. Oh, uh, man. But I love good. potatoes. Yeah, God bless potatoes. Roberto? Potato skins. How about that? <laughs> He's going that, off that the would, board. That would, that would fall under <laughs> baked potato. Yeah, board. right? Potato skins. <laughs> oh, I love those things. Bacon, chives, oof. sour cream. I just, man, I worked at TGI Fridays. I, I, I just still have the smell of potato <laughs> skins. And I just... This just being a busboy and scraping them off the plate, like there's just something about it just doesn't sit well with me. I don't know, man. I'm just traumatized. I got PSD. <laughs> PTSD, whatever it, is. <laughs> whatever it is. Whatever they call that is a busboy. PEDs, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with a gratin potatoes. Uh, here's a question for everybody from Dave. Have you ever had an MRI? Yes. Yeah, I've had one. Yeah, they're weird. I have I have two. Yeah, I've had one. Yeah, they're weird. A little uncomfortable. I have as well. So that's three out of three out of four. Here's another question from Dave. We've been doing these these actors' favorite, you know, movies from a specific actor every week. This one's kind of a this one's interesting. I haven't seen too many of his movies. A favorite Jeff Bridges movie. Oh man. Um you you know okay you guys probably don't remember this movie you remember Starman <laughs> I do remember Eddie, that remember yes. I'm old so I do remember that yeah. <laughs> Star, I remember Come watching on. Starman when I was a kid and just thinking that that guy turned out to be the Big Lebowski like that that's just, what what amazing uh, range uh, for an actor um, but best Jeff Bridges movie he was really good in Hell or High Water um. Gosh, does it have to be Big Lebowski? I mean, it's it's, it's your it's answer. Your, yeah, it's your favorite. Not not you can go not with Starman if you want. 
Yeah, I'll just go with Starman. Oh, you're such a loser. Yeah, <laughs> Star. What, now i got to be ridiculed because of it? You yeah. told me to pick Starman. I know. Man. Why do you think I told you to pick it? So I can call you a loser. Damn it. I, you, the, the answer is Big Lebowski. But I will say one of my favorite movies uh, with him was also The Fisher King. You guys ever see The yeah, Fisher King of Robin Williams? Yeah, that was good, but I, yeah. I, don't, I don't remember specifically... But I remember I liked it, but it was with like a mental disorder. He correct? was a, he was a shock jock radio host. He said something controversial to a, to a whacked out listener who then went into like a bar and shot it up. And he felt responsible in his career and his life went down the toilet. And he ended up meeting up with Robin Williams, who had a a secret connection with all of it. And it was good. It was good. Interesting. I didn't remember any of that, actually, now that I think about it. So I got to go watch that. Blown away. Blown away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did Tommy Lee Jones have like the yeah, worst yeah. accent in that? I, I, yeah. I've, never, I've never seen that one. Yeah. K-Pax. K-Pax was awesome. Blown away. Uh, ten seconds of year. Blown away was, wasn't that? Jonas, you love Blown Away too, right? It was a different, different yeah. movie though. Sounds like an adult film. Yeah. True, true Grit. True Grit was great. Blown Away. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.